<laughs> so you've seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Bridge Podcast. I'm Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing, joined by Bill Sammons from The Morning Show. Hello. How are you, Bill? Good. And we've got Jeff Twilley on this special episode. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Again, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Guys, we've got a special guest. I am happy to announce John Waller has joined us. Hey, hey. Hey, John. Here. <laughs> it's great so, to have guys. you, man. Oh, it's great to be here. And glad you're doing this podcast. This is, this is uh, such an added value to your bridge listeners. Well, I know that you are uh, an important influence on a lot of our listeners. A lot of them love your music. And our staff. And our staff, absolutely. And yes. one of the areas that you've influenced a lot of us is in this area of adoption. And so we'll get into your story, but first I want to remind all of our listeners about the Bridge Podcast being sponsored by Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. If you're wondering where to dine this winter, you can try Victoria's Restaurant on the Boardwalk in Rehoboth Beach. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, year-round, in fact, with a front-seat view of the beach in the Boardwalk. It is a gorgeous sight when you're there having your breakfast. Maybe head down there for Sunday brunch or something. You can check out everything they have to offer at BoardwalkPlaza.com. Now, guys, you have both, Jeff and Bill, been through adoption. And, John, as many of our listeners already know, you have been through adoption. I am, like, the naive, uh, you know, unknowing. So I, I've got a bunch of questions to ask. And... Um, and I guess we'll just start with, if you could share, John, where did you even get inspired to, to adopt? Like, what is your adoption story? Well, uh, my inspiration came um, many years before we adopted. Um, it was in, before I even got married. So, you know, over 20 years ago, I remember, you know, going to uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman concerts and, um, and just hearing about his heart for, you know, for orphans, you know, and it, so it kind of started with like orphan sponsorship ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I would always, you know, hear uh, the opportunity to sponsor a child from around the world, mm-hmm. you know, and in some ways that was kind of like, you know, adopting a child from afar. And then, you know, I was the always, extent of that, like just writing a letter to your, you know, to the child was that kind of the yeah. the interaction yeah, you had? Our, yeah, our, we did that, and uh, you know, our, our back when we had just one child, and uh, we we sponsored a child, and and we would write letters with Bailey when he was young, and mm-hmm. send them, and and um, and then later on, Stephen took it further, and he he adopted a little girl from China, and then another one, and another one, and mm-hmm. and so you know, just just the fact that he had such an impact on my life in in every other way when he started, you know, going down the path of adoption, you know, that carried a lot of weight with me. And so I kind of, that, that seed was planted early on, you know, and then, and, you know, really the same Christian artist kind of kept watering that seed and it began to grow until um, one day my wife decided she was on that same page, but that was many, many years later. Um, and then there was a whole, you know, a series of events where God confirmed it. And, you know, we can talk about that at some point later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a pretty cool inspiration, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, for sure. Um, now, you, again, 
going through your story, a lot of us uh, here on the Eastern Shore got to witness that as it was unfolding, and it was incredible right. to watch. And and um, and you inspired, I think, would be fair to say, Bill, uh, had yeah. some influence <clears throat> on your decision to adopt. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, my wife and I had talked about being about fostering mm-hmm. and had gone and taken the classes uh, through the state of Delaware. And then we just kind of decided it wasn't really for us. Fostering, now that's more like temporary care? Yeah, okay, short-term care. And uh, so John and, uh, and Josie were in uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. adopting, and uh, they're about seven hours ahead uh, Ukraine is from the right. United States, the East Coast. So I was the only guy in the United States that was awake for uh, a lot of the time when John <laughs> was true. bored. So he would, you know, text me, mm-hmm. and we would text uh, quite a bit, and he would kind of share what was going on. And at one point, uh, I think, I think John, you you sent a, uh, a web a link of a hosting program. <clears throat> if I remember, it's been a number of years, but uh, I, we started, I made the mistake, <laughs> I, I, tongue in cheek, made the mistake of going and looking at the faces yeah. uh, through of uh, <laughs> kids that, that were available to host through a program that John had been involved with, Project 143, it's mm-hmm. called. It's called that because there's 143 million oh my orphans in this world. That's insane. 143 million wow. kids that need a home. Anyway, so we, mm-hmm. you know, and I, we, I started looking and, and the... the the faces and the eyes just mm. they get you yeah. and uh, I shared it with my wife and the next thing we knew we were hosting uh, with an eye toward adopting so How yeah, about that? that was because of John um, and sharing that from Ukraine and so you uh, fostered a child from the Ukraine well we hosted hosted we okay. hosted and uh in that we spent um, a lot of time and money and that actually fell through because of a mm. parental rights issue and some other problems and uh and then uh, I was kind of like, I don't can't do this again. I can't put my heart out there again. Yeah, and my wife yeah. was like, Oh, let's consider again. And we looked at some more pictures. And, and uh, <laughs> boom, you know, should have headed to a website with so some pictures. <laughs> we hosted and we hosted from Latvia. Okay, and ended up adopting from there. And then, as the Lord can only work things out, we ended up adopting. Um, from a girl from Ukraine that had already been adopted by another family. Right. Yeah, that's a long story. That's but cool. so, so we ended up adopting oh, yeah. from Latvia and Ukraine. Wow, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little crazy. And it all started with just hosting. Uh, yeah, it started with hosting. You want to hear something crazy? I believe uh, she was uh, the daughter from Latvia, or from Ukraine that we had. Was in, wasn't she in the same orphanage with uh, some of your kids? I mean, Ukraine's yeah. a big place. Right. <laughs> Huge place. Yeah. And to have that yeah, commonality. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's wild. Yeah. So then, uh, Jeff, we moved to you to find out just a brief you know, background on your story. You and your wife have adopted. Yes. And um, did you go halfway around the world? Did you find a child on a website? No, what no. Was the- <laughs> mine's a little different. I, I actually, you know, it, it was a few years ago. It was actually um, back in about 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And we had moved to PA. We'd, we'd uh, picked up my family, my, my two children I currently have, and... Uh, we I, I, we were going to our church, new church, and they were doing an entire book study on uh, the book Counterculture by David Platt, mm-hmm. and it's pretty powerful. Uh, and and you know, week by week, we uh, the whole church had to do it, and we got to the part on, you know, like you know, the kids in the, you know, one, one four, project one forty three, one hundred forty three million, we, you know, the stats, and I just I, I got really hung up on that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. God really just touched me. And I just, you know, was thinking about it a lot. It really, you know, I couldn't couldn't get past it. You know, it was, it was laid on my mind. 
So Mother's Day, I believe it was of 2015, took, took um, you know, uh, Karen and my, my kids out, and we were leaving, and we passed this adoption agency. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, next day at work, I'm trying to concentrate, and I'm, you know, go to the webpage. A few <laughs> days later, I don't know why, I'm on the webpage again. Just couldn't get it off my mind. Wow. Uh, you know, prayed about it. It just is one of those things that, you know, I, I don't, I, and I no real reason why. So then I, uh, you know, sit my wife down and say, hey, got a wild idea here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, she was not on board. So it, 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 it took a lot of prayer. Months later, she came back to me and uh, said, you know, she, she was ready. She, mm-hmm. she, you know, Interesting. And that, you know, that's important, too. You, you both have to be on board mm-hmm. for something like this. And so then we, you know, we looked in this local adoption agency and they handled, you know, just right there, right there in Pennsylvania in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the two counties and the surrounding counties. And that's, that's where we got started. You know, mm-hmm. that started us down that road, but, but the inspiration was just laid on my heart. I mean, it was one of those things, you know, that, that, um, uh, you know, God, the Holy Spirit, it was there. Right. I mean, there was no denying it and, and feeling the calling to do that. So Jeff, you adopted domestically, locally, essentially. Correct. Bill, you adopted from across the world, but mm-hmm. it started through a hosting, mm-hmm. like a temporary, just a visitation type of a yeah, program. Yeah, it's like a 30-day. It depends right. on when you do it, but um, the first time we did it was over Christmas mm-hmm. holiday. So you can kind of And you basically just bring up. a child um, to get them out of you know their environment uh-huh. for a little while and to experience the United States and a family and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And then, John, you... We, we picked up on your story where you were over there in the Ukraine uh, meeting the children and, and considering bringing them home. Were, were your children uh, much younger? Were, what, what stage were they in when you first adopted? Um, they, well, we set out to adopt one, and so, you know, we, we got introduced to Project 143. And, um, of course, you know, we also looked at the pictures. Um, I'd actually had a dream about, uh, our youngest adopted daughter um, prior to being introduced to the program. And then when we were introduced to the program, um, I found a picture of the girl that was, that I dreamed about. And um, wow. so we, we started the process to host her and uh, it was very supernatural um, confirmations that were happening. And, wow. and then we found out she had a brother that she wouldn't come and be hosted without him. And he, she was nine at the time and, and he was, um, 14, mm. uh, though they looked like they were like eight and 10, um, mm. or even younger. But, you know, so we decided to host both of them cause they wouldn't be separated and, um, decided after hosting them, you know, and spending time with them, which that's kind of the whole point of the program is to get them in your home and, and because older kids are difficult to find, it's difficult to find homes for older children. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so once you spend, a, you know, 30 days with them, you, you can get to know them and bond with them. And that's what happened with us. And when we decided to adopt them, we sent them back at the end of the summer. Um, and immediately, you know, we were working on the paperwork the mm. whole time they were there. And because we wanted to, you know, get it done as quick as possible. And I will say that adopting an older child can be a lot quicker just because they they have been waiting for so long, you know, and a lot of them are in danger of aging out of mm-hmm. the orphanage. And so our, our process moved pretty quickly, and we were flying to Ukraine by November 
was a, we had to go twice. And I think that's, that's, I remember Justin and I being over there and, you know, and me, uh, you know, being bored and, and texting with, with Bill and, and we were putting out, you know, posts about mm-hmm. all these kids that were not hosted that, because they were about to have the Christmas hosting. And, uh, and that's when, you know, Bill, um, kind of got the bug for it. And, um, but yeah, we are, so they were, they, we found out about the third one right before we were to travel. They said they have, she, they have a third sister. Oh my gosh. And, um, she's in another orphanage and, uh, the law requires us to keep them together. And, and so we were really <laughs> upset about that because kind of blindsided, huh? Yeah, we were totally blindsided. And, um, uh, it, but even the guy was like, you know, maybe we can ask the judge if he would separate them. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm, I'm I gotta go. <laughs> I'm gonna I be that to guy, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm required to go meet her, and I'm required to get her permission to, to adopt the others without her. Oh wow! I'm like I am not doing that. No. So we looked for another home for her you know, for a while. Okay, and, and there were a lot of people interested in taking her. But then we started feeling like, no, these kids need to be, they need to be together. Mm-hmm. And we felt even jealous when people were like blowing our phone up about wanting to adopt a 12 year old girl. So anyway, that's, I'm kind of hitting a lot of the story there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was, they were older. They were, when we got them, they were 10, 12 and 15 by the time the, the process was completed. Wild. Now, how many, uh, how many natural children do you and, and your wife have? We have seven biological. Okay, biological children, and then you have three adopted children. Yes, John, how big's your van? <laughs> yeah, big as they come. yeah, yeah. Keeps buying bigger cars. Do they have to shut down the grocery store when you guys show up and just like let you browse? Or hey, I've been grocery shopping with John. <laughs> it's multiple carts. I can't even imagine. What do you go a gallon of milk a day or more? I mean, it's crazy, right? Well, we yeah we we have. Uh, Change their eating habits, but that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. rice so, and beans. And the... now there's also some children who are in in both domestic and international adoption uh, that have special needs that they come with. Mm-hmm. You know, physical needs, emotional or psychological needs, as well as um, you know, addiction uh, could have been in their background, or they could have been children of addiction. Um, did either of you run into those issues or, or those challenges when you were looking into adoption? Were, were, was that a, an area that you considered, you know, mm-hmm. helping a child in that, in that situation? No, we didn't. Um, just because we weren't set up for it and never, mm-hmm. never encountered it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as a physical, anything, a physical disability. Mm-hmm. I did hear a saying one time, this is so true, it says that um, when you adopt, the kids uh, don't come with any luggage, but they have a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. And um, that is true of, of human mm-hmm. beings, not just orphans, but it is, it is true. And, you know, um, it's easy to make out adoption to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns and flowers and things like that. But honestly, and adoption is a wonderful thing. It's a great mm-hmm. thing, but it wouldn't be needed unless there was brokenness in, mm. in families and situations. And, and, uh, so there's, there's hurts and there's, uh, I mean, that's why, it, that's why it exists. So you're, so you're sure. bringing that into your environment, into your home. Yeah. Which was that, that spurs a question. I mean, you, yeah. you're working hard to build a happy home. 
yeah. stable home, which is hard enough in itself, typically. Mm-hmm. You've got your patterns down. You've got your routines, and you've got your family following the process and the, the rules and all that stuff, and you're chugging along, and then you say, I'm going to inject some some difficulty. Yeah, and unknown. Uh, totally unknown difficulties. Unknown. Yeah. Completely unknown. I think John should address this because he's got to figure it out. So, <laughs> go ahead, John. Oh, boy. I mean, well, you, yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to come on here and, like Bill said, it's not, it's not unicorns and roses. And, you know, it's, it's very difficult. Um, and, you know, we didn't, I think if we were more analytical people or, you know, I'm a, very much a feeler. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was going with what the Lord was telling me and what I felt. But, you know, today, you know, seven years later, um, it has been, it's been very challenging and they do, they do come with a lot of um, trauma. Mm-hmm. I think probably all of them come with some, <clears throat> some degree of trauma, you know, that, you know, post-traumatic, syndrome is very real and you know we all i think most of us to some degree have something that's happened in the past that still affects us to this day you know it it formed the way we think it formed the way you know we respond to things we all have triggers these kids definitely come with a lot of triggers and and emotional issues and and we just had to work through it and you know I, i i it's hard. It, it just, it really is hard at times, but it's, it's also equally good and rewarding at the same time. It's, you know, it's just, it's life. Life is not <clears throat> easy. And, um, you know, it's, we, we, we have to work through a lot of things and, and there's a lot of, you know, we adopt an older child, you know, there's not the bonding that happens when mm-hmm. you adopt a very young child right. or a baby. Um, you miss out on all these formative years and, you know, and I've gotten a lot of encouragement over the years that, you know, we're, we're not here to fix them. We can't, we can't fix them. Mm. You know, we can, we can love them. You know, only God himself can heal their wounds, you know, and some wounds, you know, never fully heal this out of heaven. Did you ever uh, feel so we've had to come, go ahead. Did yeah. you ever feel like that, John, that, you you started to notice some patterns or behaviors or or emotional problems, and you thought, okay, I'm going to show her or him a better way. I'm going to teach them some hand, some methods, some techniques. I'm going to you know do that, and I'll solve it. Did that ever? Did you ever have that laid on your heart at some point and have to work through that? Like I can't, you know, I can't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, we always are, you know teaching them things. And it, it's amazing when you adopt a child that's been in an orphanage since they were two years old, and right. you get them when they're 10, you know, you, you would just be amazed at the, at the things that they don't know that you think everyone should know. And, hmm. you know, <laughs> you guys are all nodding your heads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a wake up call Anna, for me. Anna's 17, yeah. 17 years old now. And, um, and I, I, I don't think she'll ever hear this podcast, but <laughs> maybe she will. <laughs> this is funny because, you know, just like last week, you know, we were having um, the, the kids had a hamburger and someone mentioned some funny comment about, you know, this was this was a cow at mm. one point. She didn't know. 
He didn't know yeah. hamburgers came from cows, and <laughs> and you know you just think they would know stuff. You know that you know you, you assume a lot with kids, and yeah. or we did, and we're like, wait a minute, we can't assume anything. They they missed out on everything. You know, well not yeah. everything, but a lot. You know, no one really pouring into them and teaching them foundational truth and 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 the things they believe about themselves are you know well you just, there's so much you're so many layers you're uncovering and mm. and we can't fully expect that we're going to just bring them in our home love them and everything's just going to be great mm-hmm. they may they may walk away from us they may blame us for all their problems and we've had that issue too mm. our oldest sometimes goes into these modes where you know he blames everybody for his for the pain that he's feeling that he doesn't understand. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. it, it's, it's good and, and it's hard and, and, but it's worth it. I don't want to paint a picture of, you know, you shouldn't do this. You should be scared. There's not, we didn't go into this with fear and God didn't reveal all this to us at one time. It's, he, he makes sure that, you know, he gives it to us in increments where, where we can deal with it with his help. So then there's some, Although, you know, on the other side of that, as you're working with, you know, either a child or a teen, you know, at at whatever stage they are of adoption, and once they become a part of your family, there's a lot of, there is a lot of good that can come out of that. A lot of results on the other side of working and growing and, 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 you know, of being a family, right? That's what it's all about. So what are some of the things that you've, you've seen as benefits to the children, John, some things that they've... Uh, you've seen them grow or you've seen them achieve that would not even have been on their radar had they stayed in the situation they were in? Well, they're, they have, they have, they have faith, you know, and that's something that they, faith in God. And, you know, they, I'm sure they go through times where they, you know, might be, want to blame him for, for their past, you mm-hmm. know, but, but they, they do have a, a a foundation now of faith. Um, they belong, you know, they, they have a family that they belong to. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, like Max is out of the house now and he, he's our oldest, he's 22 now. Um, and we will go a long time without hearing from him. But then all of a sudden he'll, you know, he'll, he'll call us or he'll, he'll come visit us. And, and he, and he can tell that he's just, he loves the fact that he has a family to go to. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't always come to us, but, you know, but that, that's just, that's foundational. That's huge. We all want to belong. We want to feel like we have a home to go to, people who love us and care about us, a family. Right. And, um, you know, there's, there's so many things that they have that they wouldn't have had. And, you know, our girls who are teenagers now, you know, who knows what would have happened to them? You know, the, the uh, well, you mentioned whole, aging out. Can you paint right. a, a quick picture of what that means? Yeah, so we'll, you know, sex trafficking. Right. Yeah. There's no other options for them at that age. 16, think about where you were at at 16. <laughs> Hopefully, you even right. still had a roof over your head, but these kids are now being pushed out of a system that's that's cared for them, some of them since they were infants, and maybe even some of them you know, had uh, trauma placed on them while they were in the system. Well, these orphanages are not um, health clubs. Right. Yeah, that's they're, probably a good way to say They're it. dark places, yeah. And so then they've set up or established <clears throat> this next step for the kids. When you're aging out, that's it. You're on our doorstep. But, hey, 
you can go this road and and typically like john said it could be sex trafficking could be drugs or some other you know very unsavory path so um yeah Bill, well, if they had a place to go, see, John, correct me, but I've always my understanding is when they age out in Ukraine, um, they get a bus ticket and a, a, a backpack and twenty bucks or something like that. And I mean, if they had a, uh, where are you going to go on the bus? If they had a place to go, they would have been there. Yeah. And yeah. so these 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 predators on the outside waiting sure for them at the bus stop or at the you know whatever and right. uh it's just it's tragic and honestly mm-hmm. it's that issue that got my wife and i um really more involved. interested and mm-hmm. in, in act and active and that's why we adopted one of the reasons that we adopted older girls yeah as well yeah so. now you've had some good outcomes in your family Bill. i would not change this for anything yeah and we have been We've been blessed. The, 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 two, oh, yeah. the two girls that we got are just amazing. They're incredible. Amazing human yeah. beings. The one uh, that's from Ukraine, she went in the orphanage when she was two. She was there for 13 years mm-hmm. without a single visitor. And um, she's a U.S. Marine wow. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who would have? How do you write that story? That's a that's movie. Really you incredible. Know? Yeah. And uh, the daughter from, uh, from Latvia, one of... Um, uh, I don't. I forget always ten or eleven siblings yeah. that she was raising basically from the time she was eight, and uh, when you, and she's about to graduate with a, a degree in occupational therapy. Yeah, and it's so just cool. doing so wonderful, and um, is so appreciative of what she has. Mm-hmm. Um, she she just went out with my dad, and um, she does this every year. They she goes out and buys and fills a box for Operation Christmas Child because oh, sure. when she was. When she was young and uh, at a at a boarding school, that was the first Christmas gift she ever got. No way, a, and, an Operation Christmas yeah, Child gift. Yeah, and she and she saw the uh, the shoebox sitting on my dad's table one a few years ago. She yeah. goes, "What's that? What's the?" Because she got that and she shared it, and uh, that was the first Christmas she and her siblings ever had. Wow! So now she's in a position to to pay it back. So she goes out every year and she fills the shoebox. And um, and sends it with a blessing. So that's so it's, cool. it's those kinds of things. Um, you know, it's it's. Gosh, it, there's been some tough stuff. Yeah, and I and yeah. we always wish that we had 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 her from an infant, uh, so we could have been more in her life and mm-hmm. had the baby pictures mm-hmm. and uh, and. Uh, but uh, man, uh, like I think John would say and Jeff would say, wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. Very cool. And we've yeah. learned so much from them too. I'll yeah. bet. Yeah, I'll bet. And Jeff, your your adopted uh, child is still young. Yeah, he'll be 16 in January. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so not so young. We all, so young. We all we got adopted older kids. Yeah. yeah. We got him. He turned 13 a week after we got him. Cool. So, but yeah. So, and I was just thinking what John was saying. We, I mean, the older kids, we have so little time. And I told my mm. wife, I said, we got, you know, about five years to, to have any to, influence, yeah, influence yeah. shape his life, you know, yeah. and all this stuff. Like you said, John, that was one of our biggest challenges. He got there. My wife is like, you don't know this. And I had oh to pull gosh, her to the yeah. side. He honestly doesn't, you know. I mean, yeah. it, it's there's so many things we assumed. So, but no, it. it, it, it you're right. John, I mean, and Bill just said we would have loved to have had him since birth or, or more time. But this is this is what we got. This yeah. is, you know, this is all we have. So we're we're making the best we can out of this this short amount of time we'll have with him. What are some of the things you're looking forward to? Where where are some of these, the areas where he's shining and the things that he's sure. taking he, a shine yeah. to? Our son, uh, you know, our adopted son came to us, um, and his his mother gave him up at birth, uh, mm-hmm. and his father passed away a, a few months before we met him, and his father had raised him to that point, mm. um, and it was. Just like you said, they, you know, 
John, you, you can't sugarcoat it. It's hard to get, you know, it's literally a stranger in your home. I mean, mm-hmm. inst- I call, I tell everybody it was instant teenager is mm-hmm. what it was, yeah. and, you know, not sliding into it. Um, but it, it'll be three years, you know, this January and me and my wife, we sit down and look back at where we were and where we are in three years. And it's a lot. God is blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's, he's come so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, getting a good report card is an example. And he, he, we just moved him too from Pennsylvania to Delaware. So right. talk about mm-hmm. shell shock for this young man. And I was really concerned about the school and he just got a, a good, I mean, Season above. I mean, this yeah, is, yeah. This is mm-hmm. I, I told him, you know, I told him yesterday how proud I was of him. I mean, cool. he, he, oh. he struggled in school. He just, he was having, and, and he, I had to help him a lot. He and I homework nights. Um, he's doing better. I don't have to do that as much. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you're getting it done. I mean, this is, this is, how, you know, this, you're, you, I'm, I'm so proud of you. This is, you're, you're able to do this. I mean, school is preparation for life, you know. So, and and so, but there's so many other things. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. like like Bill and John said, we've had our days and we've had our struggles. But it's yeah, I, I wouldn't change it either. You know, just one thing I w- make clear because we're talking about how hard it is and blah blah blah. The heroes in these stories aren't us. It's mm-hmm. not John. It's not oh. Josie or me or Julie or yeah. Karen or Jeff. It's these kids. When you think about what they have lived through, what they did not ask for this. Yeah, no. they did not ask for any of this. Yeah. And they're and in our case, John and I, you know, they come from a foreign country. They don't know the language. The food mm-hmm. is different. Everything, everything is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we expect them to grow up and be, you know, normal American I'm doing kids, air quotes, right. normal. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is. Um, they're the, they're in my eyes they're the heroes. Yeah, I I can't even begin to fathom what some of these kids have seen or have experienced, and then um, but thankfully they they do have some hope now and they do have uh, a path to you know an enriched yeah. life. What would you guys uh, just kind of bringing it to a close? Would you recommend or say to someone what would be there's this person that's listening that's on the fence. They've heard God talk to them about adoption before, or maybe it's just been a little bug in their ear before, a thought or a question. What would be one thing that you would tell that person while they're considering adoption? It really comes down to, you know, what is the Lord saying to you? You know, is this something that is on your heart? Because, you know, I would never want to um, try to influence someone to adopt with, with, you know, statistics or guilt or, you know, you know, just making them feel like you should do this. I mean, it was never that for me. Mm-hmm. It was a desire. It, you know, it was something we wanted to do. We weren't doing it out of duty. We weren't doing it out of, you know, out of hearing all the sad stories and feeling like we got to do something, you know, and some people may make the decision because of that, but but if, if God is leading you to do this, it, this is your journey. You know, this is what God, this is obedience, and, and mm-hmm. He will take care of you. Yeah. Um, and you you need to follow Him, and, and if adoption is part of the, the path that He's leading you down, then just know you can trust Him like with anything else. And, um, you know, we can, life is, is challenging no matter what we do, mm-hmm. you know, we... It's going to be hard if we adopt. It's going to be hard if we don't. You know, it's choose so your hard, right? Yeah, choose your hard because you know. I just know. I, one thing I, I it came down to this for me. I'm like, if I if we can do this, why sh- why not? 
Mm-hmm. Because will I regret this at the end of my life? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Not. Mm-hmm. That's you so know, cool. Whatever I've done for the kingdom, that's the only thing that's, that's going to be on my heart that I'm going to be thankful for <clears throat> when it's time for me to, you know, to leave this earth. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mac Powell said, um, we're not all called to adopt, but we're all called to adoption. And um, so maybe you're not called to bring kids here or adopt them um, from here. But you know what? It's scriptural. That's right. <laughs> Just yeah. like we've been adopted in the family of God, um, you can help a family that is by uh, fun, fun, it's very expensive mm-hmm. financially by praying for them by helping uh, babysit or child sit mm-hmm. uh, there's a million ways that yes. you can be inv- yeah. involved in it and if you are called to it um you're, there's not going to be easy but god's going to give you the grace yeah to do it and to get through it and you will not r- regret it yeah so, so for me, I mean, and I was just going to, and John stole everything I wanted to say. So, you know, <laughs> he's very uh, Yeah, yes. I, I deserve it. I got a lot more I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But like, just like John said, I mean, just the call, the calling's number one. Um, I, and, and Bill and, and John can relate. When you, when, you, when you first adopt or whatever, or you say it to somebody, there's, there's two reactions you'll get. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. Or, Whoa, that's not for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the whoa, that's not for me, people. Yeah. It's not on their heart. Yeah, and yeah. it's not for them. Then. It isn't, yeah. and I and I respect that. But it, you, you, like I said, God has to have laid it on your heart, yeah. and you have to have received it in obedience. And your wife has to be there too. Mm-hmm. You you can't yeah. do this alone. The two of you have to yeah. go down this journey together, arms locked. Um, we're you know God's asked us to do this, and we're gonna we're and because it's it's uh, it, if not, it'll be tough on a marriage. It will be really tough on a marriage. Single sided. Um, lots of grace. I mean, um, it, 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 an amazing amount of grace to just and and remember what this child's been through. Um, but yet, just being obedient. I. When I, a couple, couple more inspirational things, because when I was prompted, it was over a year before we finally reacted on it, and it just wouldn't go away. I mean, it was just, I, I, and I, I kept telling my wife that, and that was, that was you know, God prompting me, and, and, I, and I needed to be obedient. Um, but a couple things, you know, somebody said to me one time, you know, are you, you know, how blessed are you, you know, the provision you have in your life, mm-hmm. and how much God's done for you. He said, "You know, if you're prompted, you need to reach down and bring somebody up with you." Mm. And that's what my life, my, God's brought me up, and it, you know, bring, you know, find, you know, that. And we found a child. We we took, you know, tried to clear the mud off of him, and that's what mm-hmm. we're doing, and to bring him, you know, forward in that. Um, mm-hmm. Another inspiration, and, and John. You, that song, uh, in fact, Bill, I think, sent it to me, Crazy Faith. I was, you know, a couple times I was talking about this, and I, I had to sit down and watch that video and, and uh, listen to those words, uh, yeah. Crazy Faith, because it is crazy faith to do this. That, that it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you're just, you know, so worried. But John's right. If, if you know, if you're going down this road, um, I, God will get you through it. You know, that he, he's got you there for a reason, that, you know, that all this is happening. Hey, John wrote a song uh, called Jesus Here's the Orphan, too, so... Go to YouTube and look that one up, too. Yep. So. Yeah, we'll be sure to link to those in the show yes. notes. Guys, I really appreciate everything you've shared. I know I had a lot of questions stepping into this, things I didn't understand about adoption. Uh, I really, you know, thanks for opening my eyes to it not being rainbows and sunshine. Uh, there was a lot there that I didn't expect to hear. John, thanks for joining us. You've been a great guest. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Andrew. Enjoy being on. Anytime. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get you back. We'll have you talk about something else, maybe like... 
I don't know. What happens after they leave the house? Have you even got a plan? Is that ever going to happen? Saving for college. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, you can be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get all the latest podcast episodes. And if you enjoyed this podcast itself, share it with a friend. If you've got someone who's thinking about adoption or has questions about adoption, hopefully it's a resource they can use. Provide feedback and suggest show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com and get complete show notes on this episode. We'll link to all the things we discussed in John's videos talking about crazy faith and adoption when you visit our website at 887thebridge.com.